Hello, everybody. This is your boy, Garrett J. White, the Master Coach Mentor. And welcome to Warrior on Fire Daily Fuel Edition. Today's topic is this, flip-flops and football fields. Sit back and relax, and welcome to today's Daily Fuel. Hi, my name is Bailey White. My dad is Garrett J. White, the Master Coach Mentor. Mentor. <laughs> You're listening to Warrior on Fire. On Fire. So I'm out for my walk and talk this morning. I've got a pair of flip-flops in my left hand. I've got a pair of flip-flops on, and I'm standing here looking at a brand-new football field being put in at a local high school where I am on vacation in Salt Lake City, Utah. Jordan High School. Looks beautiful. Literally, they're just laying this turf down. I don't know how long it's been here, but I mean, if they had it before and they're replacing it, but they're literally like embedding the numbers inside this field. Nobody's out here actually working this morning. All the supplies are out and everything looks ready to go, but it is quite early, so I can understand why nobody's out here working. Although it's been hot as shit, so I'm surprised that people aren't out here working a little bit more uh, during these cool hours. But hey, you know, that's the story for another day. Now, I'm also walking, and uh, I have a pair of flip-flops on because it's summer, and I have another pair of flip-flops that are sitting in my left hand. Now, the pair of flip-flops in my left hand are not mine. The pair of flip-flops on my feet are mine. So what do these pair of flip-flops in my left hand and this football field have to each other? Well, let's dive in and discover that together. Flip-flops in my left hand. So I'm walking down a walking path. That's how I got. There's a, that's the cool part about Utah. Utah has a lot of space. Unlike where I live in Orange County, California, where we have trails to hike and walk and do our thing, there's a ton of trails here. Like, literally just concrete trails made with asphalt and concrete, and people can just ride their bikes and run, rollerblade, you know, do whatever they want, like, for miles and miles and miles and miles all over the valley. It's quite nice, quite enjoyable, and back when we used to live here, I would run on these trails. This morning, I was out here walking. There's a pair of flip-flops broken sitting on the ground, and as I approached him, I'm listening to some audios and some podcasts inside my own headphones, kind of doing my own morning routine, and my mind thinks, well, you know what, those aren't mine. Somebody else will get them. And then, as I'm walking up on the flip-flops, my mind flipped again and said, no, 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 no. If you don't pick them up, then who else is going to pick them up? Now, I'm not picking these up to keep them. A, they're not my size. B, they're broken. And C, they're just garbage. Somebody else left them on the trail, just like maybe I would have left them on the trail and continued to pass them. And there's been people running past me all morning long here on this trail, passing the flip-flops, passing the flip-flops, passing the flip-flops, passing the flip-flops. And they're not doing what? They're not picking them up. Now, I almost walked right past the same flip-flops and didn't pick them up. And in that situation, I asked myself, well, whose responsibility is it to pick up the flip-flops? Really, whose responsibility is it? At the beach down in Orange County, we do the same thing with my kids. I see a plastic cup, I pick it up. My daughter asked me, why are you picking that cup up? I said, well, if it's not us, then who? If it's not me to pick these flip-flops up on the trail, then who's going to pick it up? We were driving down the road here a few months ago, and there was boxes that had fallen into the road, and everybody's driving around them, driving around them. And I pull over to the side of the road, I get out of the car, go over, move the boxes over to the side of the road so that they're out of traffic. And my daughter asked me again, well, why did you do that, Dad? Isn't there people who get paid to do that? And I sat back and I started to consider here years ago, what would happen if all of us just started doing simple shit like this? Like picking up the flip-flops when they're not ours. Well, I know they're not my flip-flops. But if it's not me, then who? If it's not me, then who? This comes down to the same thing with my podcast. People say, oh, Gary, why do you do this podcast? 
Gary, you've spent tens of thousands of dollars to fund this podcast that nobody pays you for. People are like, oh, it's a big marketing ploy. I'll tell you right now, the amount of time and energy I spent on this podcast, it would make me way more money to do a ton more other things than to publish hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. But if it's not me, then who? Because I'm the one that sees the hundreds of emails that have come in over the last year and a half as we've done this podcast of the benefit that's coming to other people's lives. But just like the flip-flops, just like the garbage on the beach, just like the box in the middle of the road, most human beings have been trained to just drive on by. Well, it's not my responsibility. They're not my flip-flops. It's not my garbage. It's not my job to pick these up. It's not my job to give a shit. No, you're right. It's not your job. It's Santa Claus's job to give a shit, I guess. Whose job is it? See, in your world, there's stuff that you're flying by every single day. Stuff that you're not doing, stuff that you're unwilling to do because you live in a story. And the story is, well, that's not my job. You know where you say this the worst? Inside of relationships. Couples are like, well, that's not my job. You know, that's my wife's job to do that shit. Or that's my kid's job. So that's my parents' job. You know, that's not my job. I don't have to do that. I have to clean the dishes. That's a woman's job. Help out with the dishes. Listen, I'm working my ass off every day making money. My job's not to do the dishes. That's not my job. I'll just leave them there on the counter. You know, because it's not me. Someone else is going to get that. Inside our homes, our homes don't work that way either. If everybody throws in a hand, things get done. Now, let's flip this topic on over to the football field. New fields cost money. This is a concept I've been trying to help my daughter understand more and more and more, and both of my daughters are starting to get it. That things don't just appear out of magical, magical air. That there isn't just some magical leprechaun who bestows upon us resource and ability to get things. That football field is a function of money. Somebody had to pay for it. It didn't just show up. People say, well, the government paid for it. The government didn't pay for it. Taxes paid for it. The government doesn't make money. Government's not a producing entity. The government doesn't produce shit. The government does what? The government taxes the people. And then hopefully with those taxes creates what, quote, the people say they want when it comes to the community. Now, I'm all about supporting high schools. Hell, I look at a football field right now. That's a field I wished I had. I didn't have a field like that when I went to play football. I didn't have a field like that when I got to experience growth and possibility. My game of athletics was on a much shittier field with bad grass that constantly had issues with dead spots. These kids are playing on a brand new turf field that just looks sick. And you know what? I'm happy for them. The field's even even. Our field, not even. Little dips here and there and everywhere. But this field itself came on the wake of producers. Everything you look around at yourself, everything, every building you see, the grass around you, the sidewalks you walk on, Schools that your kids go to school at, everything comes down to the same. Which is somebody had to produce the fruit, somebody had to produce the result, somebody had to produce the money to make that manifest. Without the money, there's no manifestation of it. Without the resource, nobody's getting paid. And if nobody's getting paid, people aren't just building football fields for fun. Hey, you know what I think we'll do this quarter? We're going to build the football field for the local high school, and everybody's just going to chip in and throw in their two-two cents, and we're going to get it done. Now, I'm not saying there's not times and projects in which people get things done together, 
I know this, Habitat for Humanity, people build some houses together, everybody feels happy, they all feel excited, they're like, yay, we've made a big difference, we changed the world, we built a house, good job. Great for marketing, great for publicity, not much for reality. Reality requires fruit. Reality requires intention. Reality requires money. I was sitting having a conversation with a close friend of mine yesterday. And we were talking about it, and he finally came to this place after being very frustrated as an entrepreneur. And he said this, he's like, I seriously think I have a problem with money. I was like, what do you mean you have a problem with money? He's like, I seriously think I have some kind of an emotional dysfunction with the conversation of money. Like I'm afraid of it, or like I don't understand it, and so I, I try to get rid of it. I was like, I know, I get it. I'm going to have you consider that in the conversation of football fields and flip-flops, Neither one of these things exists without the understanding of money. And people will tell me all the time, well, Garrick, you're just, you're just, all you care about is money. All you care about is money. All you care about is, is making money, making money, making money. You think that the pathway to having it all is just for rich people. I was like, I didn't say that. I've not once ever said that. And people can try to put that, those words in my mouth. We can try to make those interpretations and those assumptions, but the truth underneath all that is this. Without production, the game itself does not begin. Without, good morning. Without production, the game itself does not move forward. If you don't produce, there are no results. Period. You don't produce, there is nothing to be had inside your world. Production and understanding the conversation of money is mandatory. Now, you might be afraid of it, or you might not understand it, but you're going to be required to understand it, to actually live the life that you desire. Because on the flip side of everything you want, on the flip side of everything you desire, is required resource to get it. Sometimes that resource is time. Sometimes that resource is relationships. Sometimes that resource is money. And if you're afraid of money, or you are constantly stuck in a game of, hey, you know what? Someone else will do it. I can promise you both attitudes are going to leave you stuck high and dry without anything that you truly want. So here's my question for you. It's kind of a twofold. In your world across body being balanced and business, where have you decided that it's somebody else's job? Not my job, somebody else's job. Where is that? Where have you decided it's just somebody else's job and you keep walking right past the flip-flops? Okay, my challenge for you in that side then is what? To take one step today towards doing that thing that you keep avoiding. What are you going to do about it? What's the thing you're going to do that you keep avoiding doing? You keep walking right past the flip-flop because you assume somebody else is going to handle it. Second part of this, a little dual question is a conversation of money. How comfortable are you with the conversation of money? My challenge for you is to write it out. Take a look at your world and you tell me, how comfortable are you with the conversation of prosperity and money and the ability to produce and create more of it? All right, my friends, so I got for you today. Hope you have enjoyed this Daily Fuel. A couple of reminders, if you're not currently subscribed to iTunes or Google Play, get your ass on over and get subscribed today to Warrior on Fire. Also, if you're not getting the daily action guides found on demand, the palm of your hand at warrioronfire.com. Head on over to warrioronfire.com, put your email address in and click Submit today. Along this, you also have the responsibility, brother. 
very simple. Part one, do the shit we talk about here on these shows. That's the first part. And the second part is to share it forward with somebody else who you know will get value from this show just like you have. And to share it up to say, send them on over to warrioronfire.com and or have them head on over to iTunes and Google Play and get subscribed this morning, this afternoon, or tonight. All right, brother, thanks so much for being here. This is Scarecrow White signing off, saying love and light. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is a podcast. A podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warrior on Fire. On Fire. <laughs> Share this with other men you feel need to, need hear, to hear. Don't forget to give us a review in, in iTunes, iTunes and subscribe. So, is there a website? Wake Up Warrior. Wake up warrior. For more information and other amazing content for warrior men just like you, head on over to GarrettJWhite.com now. Yeah.